get the most out of your career as a physician, you need an employment contract that supports you. Unfortunately, most contracts do not initially include everything you need to be successful. Employers draft contracts with their best interests in mind, but the terms that benefit your employer are rarely as valuable to you. Before signing an employment contract, you should always make sure your salary, bonuses, paid time off, and other terms are fair. Resolve is the one and only place you can get live salary data so you know exactly what's happening in your specialty at all times. The best part is the data is verified from real physician contracts. With access to data on what physicians like you are earning, you know when you are being underpaid and can confidently ask for what you deserve. In addition to providing data, they are the number one firm specializing in physician employment contracts. They work with every specialty nationwide. At Resolve, you get connected with an experienced attorney who will work with you one-on-one to ensure you sign with confidence. Your attorney will take your priorities into account, address your concerns, make suggestions, and help you strategize for any negotiations. They can even negotiate with an employer on your behalf. So whether you are a seasoned attending or just finishing training, Resolve is here to support you every step of the way. Visit resolve.com to learn more and discover how to sign your ideal employment contract. Resolve, your trusted partner for physician contract review negotiations and salary data. What's up, guys? I, uh, I was having a conversation with, with some clients we work with one-on-one today, and uh, they had brought up a pretty pretty interesting point regarding student loans and some of the unintended consequences of all these big programs coming out. And I thought it was a great point um, to talk about with you guys, and it's probably affecting a lot of people. We've seen it happening firsthand with some of our clients at least struggling with the temptation here. So, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking about what this, what this is, what this was and how to avoid this temptation causing problems in your world related to some of these big student loan perks that have come out recently. Okay. So what am I talking about? So the biggest thing that I'm talking about is COVID forbearance on student loans. So COVID forbearance on student loans. Basically, they this has been happening, what has it been, since March 2020. So it's over two years now. The government has stopped requiring any payments on student loans and has stopped charging interest on student loans. And it's just been extended again till the end of August. So that is generally really good news, especially for PSLF, because you would otherwise... I mean, that's just one payment that counts towards PSLF still. And so zero is much better than the alternative payment when it's all going to get forgiven at the same time either way. So generally, it's really good news. But the point that came up in my conversation that I was referring to earlier was uh, what are people doing with the money? And so that's such a good question. And I would pose a question to you, like, what do you think the average person is doing with the money because they were otherwise having to pay student loans. So now they have this money in their budget and their take-home pay to work with. And so what do you think the average person does with money? What does the average person do with the pay rate? What does the average person do with their paycheck each month? 
they spend it. I mean, that's like the American way. So that's the temptation is to spend the money. And the conversation I was having, it was related to real estate, which is that's the part that was very interesting and not thought about this. And they were saying, maybe this is also part of this real estate explosion of demand is I'm and it definitely has some effect. There's millions and millions of borrowers that have now no student loan payment and have had not had one for two plus years. And I mean, that that makes it a heck of a lot more appealing to be buying a house or buying more house. We have people we work with paying several thousand dollars a month or more to the student loans. And then that stopped in March. So 2000 a month, I mean, that's like a lot more house that you could potentially buy. And so this temptation would be to like spend more, maybe a little more. Maybe you just don't think about the numbers as you're approaching that decision. But but this whole PSLF or this whole COVID forbearance thing, it puts more money in your pocket, but the temptation would be to spend some or all of that money. So I wonder how many people that have been going through this have gotten started to get used to that money coming into their pocket. And and if that's the case, you're in for a little bit of a, or maybe a lot of a rude awakening, awakening when they eventually, or I guess if, but I mean, eventually they're going to come back on, the payments are going to be required again. And so that's going to cause a lot of problems for people that did get acquainted you're used to those dollars in their normal budget and it'll cause some problems. It might even cause some changes in like the real estate market as an example. I mean, like if you take away, so right when that happened in March, they added effectively like millions and millions of dollars into the people's hands to, to do what they wanted with it. And so that money typically gets consumed or spent on stuff. So whenever this thing kicks back on, it's going to take that away. So that's going to have an effect on people's consumption. And who knows what that does to things like the market or real estate or whatever. I don't, I have no idea. I mean, I would think it, it will have some effect. So, so that's the big point I wanted to throw out there is if you're in the world of like COVID forbearance, just the key is just have awareness of what's going on. What happens is people bury their heads in the sand and they don't pay attention to it and they just kind of roll forward. But awareness is key. The other big thing I wanted to point out is for these programs, they're mostly income-based payments happening. So if you have been in training or your income was lower at the beginning or prior to COVID and has increased during COVID and is now substantially higher, after COVID, or I guess we're still in it, but on the back end, that has a huge effect on your student loan payments. So we work with some people that were paying $100, $200 a month on their loans in March when they stopped. And then when their payment's going to start back, if it happens in August, maybe it's 3000 a month. Huge increases in payments. So it would be worthwhile to understand what your payment is going to be in August or September, I guess, especially before you make big financial decisions or make commitments. Or maybe even like you want to be really responsible, like figure out what that payment is and you should be at least saving that much money somewhere. Call it a student loan savings account, but like put it somewhere. At a minimum, you should be saving that. So you just don't want to get used to that money in your budget. 
All right. So I wanted to throw that idea out today. Hope it's been helpful. Hopefully not many of you, hopefully most of you are able to kind of withstand that temptation and navigate this pretty well. And, but we all have that temptation. It's just one of those things as people, we, the temptation is always going to be to kind of turn a blind eye to this type of stuff. So as always, I enjoy chatting and going through this. Apologize for the congestion clogged nose today. So look forward again to talking next time. We'll talk later. Please know that anything I've said today in this podcast should not be considered advice. It is completely for educational and entertainment purposes only. It would be best to view me as just another guy talking about money on the internet. For advice, please consult your advisors. If you don't happen to have a financial advisor already, I happen to know a firm that's absolutely fantastic. It's actually the firm I started and currently run now, Ren Financial Planning. And we would love to get to know you better and see if we might be able to help. Feel free to reach out anytime to schedule an introductory meeting. You can find more info about us at www.renfinancial.com.